16 of my recital of the Lotus Sutra. As far as I know, it's the earliest Mahayana Sutra. It's the sutra in which Mahayana is defined as a bullock cart. Um, if you ha that doesn't make sense, then you haven't seen the previous episodes. I recommend clicking here and uh, starting with episode one of Dhammapada. If you're familiar with Christianity, Dhammapada is more like red letter text, and uh, Lotus Sutra is more like St. Paul and the Easter Bunny and stuff. Um, yeah, so if you're definitely here for Lotus Sutra, click here. Um, I mean, that is if you want to start with episode one of the Lotus Sutra. I'm going to jump right in, try to make up for some of the recent episodes where I talked too much. Um, here we have the Lotus, because uh, it's the Lotus Sutra, and uh, we've got Avalokiteshvara, uh, Bodhisattva of Compassion, Manjushri, Manjushri's here with the sword, Wisdom, the sword of wisdom for you eh? uh, people who have a sword of wisdom in a different context, or maybe the same context, and uh, then Vajrapani to complete the trio. So, you know... Uh, formlessness grant us the serenity or Avalokiteshvara grant us the it doesn't it's not a per it doesn't line up perfectly with the serenity prayer I thought it was going to but it doesn't Avalokiteshvara no it, it just it, it's not the same it's not exactly the same I guess I would say Manjushri grant me the wisdom to accept the things that I cannot change uh Avalokiteshvara, grant me the compassion to change the things that I can. And, uh, and Vajrapani, grant me the, the courage. Oh, never mind. I thought I, I thought I was onto something, but comment below if you have a better way of doing that. Okay, we'll, we'll get right to it. It's daytime. Can you hear the birds? We'll see if there's drums this time. All right. So you remember we ended with uh, the the man who is the master of the house looks on from without, and there's a lot of bad things going on in the house. <clears throat> Continuing, as he hears his own children. Remember, this is Lotus Sutra Buddha talking to Sari Shariputra and the congregation. Uh, right, kind of a little bit repeating what he said before. And as he hears them, he quickly steps in to save his children, lest his ignorant children might perish in the flames. He tells them the defect of the house and says, this young man of good family is a miserable house. A dreadful one. The various creatures in it. Oh, okay, okay. Let, let me do that with different emphasis so that it makes sense. He says, the old man, or... In this, he's just a man. The man, the owner of the house, the man tells them, the, the master of the house, not the same as the guy who built the house, presumably. Anyway, um, that would be Mara, the man of the house in this case, is Lotus Sutra Buddha. Uh, and he's talking to Shariputra, and he's calling him young man of good family. Okay, so he, he, he 
meaning Lotus Sutra Buddha, tells them, meaning the ignorant children, including Shariputra, apparently, uh, this young man of good family is a miserable house, a dreadful one, the various creatures in it, and this fire to boot form a series of evils. In it are snakes, mischievous goblins, urchins, and ghosts in great number, hyenas, troops of dogs and jackals for the people who were outside on the previous page, on the page before that, or maybe dozed off or weren't paying attention, just kind of spaced out. I'm just going to run through all of this again. All right. As well as vultures seeking their prey. Such beings live in this house, which, apart from the fire, is extremely dreadful and miserable enough. And now comes to it this fire blazing on all sides. The foolish boys, however, though admonished, do not mind their father's words. Deluded as they are by their toys, they do not even understand him. Then the man thinks, I am now in anxiety on account of my children. They're ruining my Zen thing. Keanu Reeves, anybody? Okay, just kidding. That was Jeff Bridges. What is the use of my having sons if I lose them? Not very Buddhist of you. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No, they shall not perish by this fire. Instantly, Manjushri Avalokiteshvara, right? We talked about this before. Instantly, a device occurred to his mind. These young and ignorant children are fond of toys and have none just now to play with. Oh, they are so foolish. So we're retelling the story in slightly different words uh, because of the taboos against proofreading and editing. He then says to them, Listen, my sons, I have carts of different sorts, yoked with deer. I'm not rereading, you know, what we've already read before. I'm literally moving forward. That's probably why this is so long. I wonder if we're going to get to anything that we haven't already read at any point in the reading of the rest of this sutra. All right. He then says to them, Listen, my sons, I have carts of different sorts, yoked with deer, goats, and excellent bullocks, lofty, great, and completely furnished. They are outside the house. Run out. Do with them what you like. For your sake have I caused them to be made. Run out altogether and rejoice to have them. All the boys, on hearing such carts, exert themselves, immediately rush out hastily, and reach, free from harm, the open air. On seeing that the children have come out, the man betakes himself to the square in the center of the village, and there, from the throne he is sitting on... There's a throne? Okay. He says, good people, now I feel at ease. Well, so do I. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Okay, that's good. Um, these poor sons of mine, whom I have recovered with difficulty. Was that really difficult? My own dear 20 young children were in a dreadful, wretched, horrible house full of animals. As it was burning and wrapped in thousands of flames, they were amusing themselves in it with playing, but now I have rescued them all. Therefore, I now feel most happy. The children, seeing their father happy, approached him and said, Dear father, 
Give us as you promised. That's what they're like. Those nice vehicles of three kinds. You shut three kinds, daddy. I added that last part. And make it true all that you promised us in the house when saying, <clears throat> I will give you three sorts of vehicles. End quote. Do give them. It is now the right time, says the children. Now the man, as we have supposed, that means that's in parentheses, something the translator added to help us understand the text because it's difficult to understand. Had a mighty treasure of gold, silver, precious stones, and pearls. He possessed boolean, numerous slaves, uh, domestics, and vehicles of various kinds. Carts made of precious substances, yoked with bullocks most excellent, with benches and a row of tinkling bells, decorated with umbrellas and flags, and adorned with a network of gems and pearls. They are embellished with gold, and artificial wreaths hanging down here and there covered all around with excellent cloth and fine white muslin. Those carts are, moreover, furnished with choice mattresses of fine silk serving for cushions and covered with choice carpets showing the images of cranes and swans and worth thousands of coatis. Expensive. The carts are yoked with white bullocks, well-fed, strong, of great size, very fine, who are tended by numerous people. Oh, excuse me, numerous persons. Such excellent carts that man gives to all his sons who, overjoyed and charmed, go out and play with them in all directions. In the same manner, Shariputra, I, the great seer, am the protector and father of all beings. Can we not be doing what you're doing right now, phone? Okay, <clears throat> sorry for breaking the fourth wall there. Or the fifth wall? Anyway, and uh, all creatures who, childlike, are captivated by the pleasures of the triple world, past, present, and future, are my sons. Thanks, Dad. This triple world is as dreadful as that house. Yeah, we heard you when you went through all that the first time. Overwhelmed with a number of evils. Repetition works, David. Natural born killers, anybody? Robert Downey Jr. before Iron Man. Before a lot of things, really. But after less than zero. Anyway, but I, who am detached, and weird science, and, uh, but I, who am detached from the triple world, and serene, clearly, by the way, you're saying, have I not told the Shariputra? Huh, listen, I'm fucking lying to you. Then I'm gonna... Lotus Sutra Buddha. He's different from regular Buddha. Okay. But I, who am detached from the triple world and serene, am living in absolute retirement in a wood. Clearly. Uh, this triple world is my domain, and those who in it are suffering from burning heat are my sons. And I, told, I think the episodes where I just sit and talk are better than reading the whole time. I think I've made a horrible mistake. <clears throat> See, it's all about balance, right? Finding the right balance between 
reading the Lotus Sutra on the Lotus Sutra reading and not reading it. Uh, you know, it's like, I really did think I was going to sit here and very respectfully recite the Lotus Sutra without making fun of it or pointing out. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to try to get back into it. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I want to say something, but it's, it's stuff I've already said in previous episodes. If this is the first episode you're seeing, just click thumbs down and click away. Um, anyway, and I told no one will know it, by the way, because YouTube has that new thing uh, where nobody sees the thumbs downs. Yeah, so all the most problematic videos have thousands of likes and no dislikes. And the creators of the videos can just go through and delete any negative comments. Isn't that nice? Isn't that going to have a positive effect on um, the psychology of the human race at large? Don't you think? I don't think so. But as a content creator, it's nice for me, right? So... All right. Actually, on uh, on the Esoterra Nerd, the uh, the episode where I interview where I'm in Africa and I interview the African guys, and they talk about you know how there's still some racism in South Africa. People are clicking dislike on that. No one will see it, but people do click dislike on that. And the episode where I'm here in India, um, interviewing an Indian man about Indian religion, people click dislike on that too. They don't click dislike on these videos. They don't, they don't click dislike on a lot of the other videos. It kind of tells me a little something about who these people are. Some of them anyway. <sighs> All right. It's sad. It's frustrating, the world, you know, especially these days. I mean, it's always especially these days, right? Okay, where were we? Oh yeah, repeating everything we said in the previous pages. Okay, that'll make it challenging for me to figure out where I am because it all looks familiar. Uh-huh. In the same manner, I the seer, we read that. The cheerful world is as dreadful as that house, inflamed by a number of evils. Okay, yeah, I am serene, clearly. I, uh, and I told its evils because I had resolved upon saving them, but they would not listen to me. Because all of them were ignorant and their hearts attached to the pleasures of sense. <laughs> it's a nice, nice, pleasant typo. <laughs> Not the pleasures of the senses, the pleasures of sense itself. The pleasures of coherence, the pleasures of rationality, the pleasures of reason, the pleasures of sense. Yeah, they, they were attached to that Theravada that you've so, so kindly brushed aside and um, or what, what was it the deer vehicle that doesn't exist right the actual Buddha was just kidding the Lotus Sutra Buddha knows what's up <clears throat> then I employ an able device oh good uh, and tell them of the three vehicles yeah yeah so showing them the means of evading the numerous evils of the triple world which are known to me yeah yeah no we get it we get it 
And those of my sons who adhere to me, who are mighty in the six transcendent faculties, abhignas, cool, Sanskrit I always like, and the triple science, the pratyaka buddhas, right, as well as the bodhisattvas, unable to slide back. Oh yeah, they're completely beyond reproach. Um, and those others, parentheses, who equally are my sons, to them I just now am showing by means of this excellent allegory. Oh God, it's so good. Uh, the single, you should name a religion after this allegory, actually. You should, really. <clears throat> you could call it Great Vehicle Buddhism. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? The single Buddha vehicle, receive it. Ye shall all become jinas. All right. I've always wanted to have an uncle that had a car that was... All right. <clears throat> it is most excellent and sweet, the most exalted in the world, the knowledge of the Buddhas, the most high among men. It is something sublime and adorable. It is adorable, isn't it? <sighs> the powers, meditations, degrees of emancipation and self-concentration by many hundreds of kotis, that is the exalted vehicle in which the sons of Buddha take a never-ending delight. Yeah, there's no contradiction in that. Um, in playing with it, they pass days and nights, fortnights, months, years, or seasons, years, intermediate kalpas, nay, thousands of copies of kalpas. This is the lofty vehicle of jewels which sundry bodhisattvas and the disciples listening to the Sugata employ to go and sport on the terrace of enlightenment. Or as Ehe Dogen calls them, useless bags of skin um, and stupid people. Those are his words translated into English. I think that that's a little rude. You should be more respectful of other people's form. Okay. <clears throat> know then, Tishya, that there is no second vehicle in this world anywhere to be found. Yeah. Yeah. We got that. Yeah. In whatever direction thou shalt search, apart from the device shown by the Most High among men. The person talking. The Lotus Sutra Buddha. Ye are my children, I am your father who has removed uh, you from pain, from the triple world, from fear and danger, when you had been burning for many kotis of aeons. <clears throat> I am teaching blessed rest. I, there, are, there are gems. There are gems. I, you know, every once in a while, I'll read a passage where I'm like, oh, cool. It's just they're kind of few and far between. Um, all right. <clears throat> and I am teaching blessed rest, nirvana. In so far as though you have not reached final rest, you are delivered from the trouble of the mundane whirl, provided you seek the vehicle of the Buddhas. Any bodhisattvas here present, obey my Buddha rules. Such is the skillfulness of the jina that he disciplines many bodhisattvas. When the creatures in this world delight in low and contemptible pleasures, then the chief of the world, who always speaks the truth, except when you know he's using skillful means, obviously, indicates pain 
as the first great truth. Yeah, the, the first um, samsara's dukkha. He's making reference to real Buddhism. Wow, cool. This is page, what, 69? Cool. All right. Uh, Yeah, so anyway. And to those who are ignorant and too simple-minded to discover the root of that pain, I lay open the way. Awaking of full consciousness, strong desire is the origin of pain. Okay. Always try, unattached, to suppress desire. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm there with you. This is one of the parts where the Lotus Buddha and the Buddha are speaking the same language here. This is my third truth, that of suppression. It is an infallible means of deliverance. For by practicing this method, one shall become emancipated. This is where it starts to sound like uh, the Vulcans and Star Trek. And from what they are, and from what are they emancipated? Shariputra, pop quiz. They are emancipated from chimeras. Okay, <clears throat> I have a question. Yet they are not wholly freed. The chief declares that they have not yet reached final and complete rest in this world. Why is it that I do not pronounce one to be delivered before once having reached the highest supreme enlightenment? Because such is my will. There's no space there. My will. I am... That sounds like a good name for something. I don't know. I am the ruler. It's starting to warm up a little bit. It was like really cold. It was was hailing the other day, like two nights ago. It was hailing. Um, Anyway... Uh, why is it, okay, is such as my will, I am the ruler of the law, who is born in this world to lead to beatitude. This Shariputra is the closing word of my law, which now at the last time I pronounce for the wheel, W-E-A-L, of the world, including the gods. Preach it in all quarters. And if someone speaks to you these words, I joyfully accept, and with signs of utmost reverence receives this sutra, thou mayest consider that man to be unable to slide back. To believe in this sutra, one must have seen former Tathagatas. Manjushri. Uh, to, oh, that's, so it's like lending credit to, you know, it's like two hours of what you're about to hear is true. In fact, I've heard other truth speakers say it. Now listen. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, he paid honor to them and heard a, a law similar to this. To believe in my supreme word, one must have seen me. Thou and the assembly of monks have seen all these bodhisattvas. This sutra is apt to puzzle the ignorant. Yeah, that whole built-in thing. Uh, And I do not pronounce it before having penetrated to superior knowledge. Indeed, it is not within the range of the disciples, nor do the Pratyeka Buddhas come to it. What did uh, 
Tywin Lannister say about one who must shout, I am the king. Uh, but thou, Siri Putra, hast goodwill, sorry Putra, it's a typo, uh, not to speak of my other disciples here. They will walk in my faith, though each cannot have his individual knowledge. Comment below if that made any sense to you at all. Okay. But do not speak of this matter to haughty persons. Oh, whoever published this, mm, they got it into my hands. Uh, nor to conceited ones, nor to yogins who are not self-restrained. Who are the yogins? Is this yogis or yoginis or what? For the fools, always reveling in sensual pleasures, might in their blindness scorn the law manifested. Now hear the dire results when one scorns my skillfulness and the Buddha rules forever fixed in the world. When one with sullen brow scorns the vehicle. Well, good. We're going to find out about my punishment. Hear the destiny of those who have scorned such a sutra like this. Whether during my lifetime or after my nirvana or who have wronged the monks. Don't wrong monks. I mean... By all means, criticize the Lotus Sutra. It's... But, yeah, don't be nice to the monks. After having disappeared from amongst men, they shall dwell in the lowest hell. See, I told you. Aviki. During a whole kalpa, and thereafter, they shall fall lower and lower. The fools! Passing through repeated births for many intermediate kalpas. Yeah, I have some good friends, one, one I'm thinking of in particular in Japan, who, you know, like they're real big on Lotus Sutra and a lot of those Japanese forms of Buddhism. And, you know, he, he goes to Buddhist temples and takes pictures and then reflects on why, why do I do this? I listen to the teachings of the Lotus Sutra and I just think, Why? What is the point of this? You know, it's like, but why do I go to these temples? Why do I feel like I should? Why do I go take pictures and post them? Why do I take my family to these temples when this is what they're saying? And I understand. I mean, you know, like uh, coming from that, that standpoint of like, you should respect all forms of religion and all that. I Coming from that, that's where when I say I want to like this, I want to get like this, I want to like Mahayana, it's coming from that place of wanting to... That's the thing. I mean, being sympathetic is one thing. Agreeing with. I mean, when it comes to like religious doctrines or philosophies, agreement is important. You know, or resonating, having the ring of truth, even just a little bit. But when the whole point is, there's only one way, my way, says the person who obviously isn't the person that whoever wrote this is saying that it is. And those other ways, like for example, the way that I outlined when I was alive, are fake, lies, and if you disagree, you're going to go to hell. That 
that's worse than the worst aspects of Christianity. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm just... I don't know. Should I just give up on this whole project? Do I really want to read all these sutras? The thing is, I like the Diamond Sutra, at least aspects of it, the parts that I've read, the parts that I've heard commentary about. The Heart Sutra, I dig the Heart Sutra, but it's like, you got to get through the Lotus Sutra. I mean, if you're doing it in order, you got to get through the Lotus Sutra to get through those sutras. I almost want to reread Dogen. I really love reading Dogen, the Shobogenzo. He talks about the Lotus Sutra, but it makes sense when he talks about it. Somehow reading it directly is like... <sighs> when, uh, when Hanshan and Shide read the sutras, they laugh. They laugh and laugh and laugh. But I get angry when, when I read something that's just like... All right, well, I hope you enjoyed today's reading of uh, the Lotus Sutra. And if you decided not to take my advice and to watch this as your first introduction to this series, then yeah, they're not all exactly like this. Um, some of them are more lighthearted. Some of them are more thoughtful, insightful. This one was just kind of critical and grumpy. That happens every so often. Episode 7, episode 12, and now episode 16. Is there a pattern? Every four or five episodes are particularly grouchy, turns out. <clears throat> Close with the prayer my father and I performed after our morning meditations. To the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion even to the author of this sutra, even, even to you. May you finally, after all this time, come out from the Avicii hells for writing this. Anyway, <clears throat> may all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Until next time.